Hello, good morning everyone. This is Dr. Surimon Das, the co-founder and managing director of iFirst International. Today I have with me Dr. Kamal Kenny, someone I've known for quite a while. Today we're going to talk about board and governance. Um, Dr. Kamal has been very active in the non-profit world for a long time. So welcome, Kamal. Hi, hi Sudip. Thank you for having me. Always Thank a you. pleasure to have you here with me. Okay, for our listeners' uh, interest uh, today, I would like to touch about, like I said, about the board and governance. Maybe, like, maybe we'll start by sharing with us, in from your own perspective, experience, and insights, uh, what does it mean to you? Okay, before I, I, I jump into the topic per se, let me just tell you my uh, journey in this, um, um, especially in the field of NGO. I started off as a youth. Um, just when I completed my university education and then I was very actively involved then in Para. After that, uh, for many years, I was doing a lot of youth activities, started off at state level and then eventually went on at national level. And, and then um, I moved on uh, at the national level as a council member. Uh, then later I was uh, promoted, uh, elected as the vice chair and currently I'm the vice chairman of the Federation of Reproductive Dominicans uh, in Malaysia. Uh, I'm also an expo member with uh, Majlis Kanakana Malaysia. So um, in say 20 years I have uh, moved from youth related programs and now have been very much uh, involved in uh, children and adolescent business. Okay, so a little bit about board governance, what's your... Okay, um, I think this is a really a good topic because um, I think uh, there's a lot of ambiguity shrouded around uh, governance. Uh, a lot of people take on the role of uh, a board member, but um, when they go on, they take on the role of a board member, they feel that as a board member, um, primarily you are required to fundraise. and. When, when the board is able to actually get someone um, in the team who is actually um, able to raise a significant amount of fund, then he, is, he will be a good individual to be in the board. I think when we talk about uh, board governance, the, the spectrum, the whole uh, is very wide. It's a lot about decision making, the right decision that you are able to make, being able to see the uh, how you're able to continuously uh, be relevant in that particular um, uh, organization. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. And so, what would it be such that? Why is this this issue whereby people start thinking that if you are in the governance element, fundraising is is a key component? Why? 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 Why is that? Where does that come about? I think I think it's big cost family because a lot of especially non-profit organization uh, because especially in Malaysia we have moved from uh, a third world country to a developing country so we are not getting funds so when there are not funds coming in a lot of these organizations Can you mean funds from overseas? Uh, overseas, or? yeah Okay, they are not able to, to get funds as how they used to get uh, previously, so they they are they required to raise their own fund so that they're able to run programs. So um, in that context, that's where they feel that the the, the um, idea of fundraising is um, is something that's very important. Um, uh, undoubtedly, it's definitely an important, but fundamentally, the role of a board uh, entails a lot of other aspects. It entails about policies, 
how they are able to make uh, uh, strategic policies that defines issues of today. If you notice um, the issues uh, because of the change of times, issues are also evolving. So um, the policies that we have in place must also be changing in times. Okay. Besides that, um, uh, I think as board members, there should be a certain element of oversight. What do you project that's going to take place in the next five years, next ten years? So your ability to see that is very important. That would reflect on your financial uh, um, uh, sustainability. Okay, and there's always this issue. Some people have complained about board members micromanaging, or all for that matter, even having a helicopter approach. You know, okay. where they don't uh, get too much involved at okay. all. What's your take on that? that? That's very true. There's two ends of the spectrum. It's, as you mentioned, is either you are sitting up there and looking from an aerial view and where you do not want to get down, roll your sleeves and get involved, or you're micromanaging. Now, they must understand there's a fine line between management and board members' uh, roles and responsibility. Now, uh, when you talk about micromanaging, um, in an organization, there's always an individual that's running the organization. And under the individual, there is a line of staff. When you cross the line, then you're micromanaging because you expect to take, uh, you expect the staff to take the orders from you. So that then gets very uh, murky in that context. Um, uh, a board must understand he's not supposed to micromanage. At the same time, he's not supposed to take an area view and uh, say that I'm only going to step in when, uh, that when it's required. He must be able to give strategic uh, uh, decision and direction uh, to the individual that's heading the organization. And that's where his, his role is primarily in. Okay. And what's your view about some non-profits I've known from my experience that some of the board members also play a role as a staff? Yes. This, and this what's your work? Yeah. And how does that work? Um, and because at the end of the day, if you're, let's say, for example, a leader, and you have a staff member who sits as a board. Okay. <laughs> how do they? How 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 does that governance work? Because you you have somebody who reports to you is a board member who you report to, and so that becomes a big of an issue. So, what have you had that experience? Yes, I have I've seen this happening in many organizations. Now, the board board members again, uh, many people do not know the real true meaning of governance. So this is where they feel that as a board member, I'm able to make a certain amount of decision in the running, day-to-day -day running of the organization. So they would like that certain instructions that they um, give should be implemented. Now they can uh, desire on a policy, but the whole process of implementation of the policy is done by the organization and by the management of the organization. So that's where you should not cross that line. Uh, but however, having said that, there are also organizations where because of the aerial view that board members are taking, staff will choose to cross the management and go directly to the board. Now that's where um, the communication component is very important between um, the board members and the management for them to, uh, to actually crush out what are the, are they able to sustain the organization, what are the issues, conflict, conflict management. Now, if um, there have been many instances where the management will decide the agenda of the meeting, of a board meeting. Now, in, in a true sense, a board member must be able to say that this is 
the expectation of a board meeting agenda. I would like to see this incorporated and this to be deliberated else as well. So that's when you do not have issues where staff, you know, because of management not able to, to um, um, resolve conflicts internally, then they, they go to the board members. Okay. And we've also, I've also seen the situation whereby um, the, what the chairperson says uh, normally is a representation of the board. Uh, it's not as if the individuals within the board have their own views. It's basically what the chair says, it goes. How does this work uh, and how does a chair play an independent role but at the same time a facilitative role or a leadership role? What is the chair's role in this whole board and governance? What's from your experience? Okay. Now, in a non-profit organization, uh, the board members are elected individually. And um, I, 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 I agree to you to a great extent uh, where many chairpersons do uh, um, uh, steer the, 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 the sheep at his own um, whims and fancy. Uh, but I guess this is personality because there have also been a lot of uh, organisations where the chairperson has uh, given enough room for the respective um, subcommittee heads or board members or heading committees where they have got enough say in how they would like to, how they see a certain direction of that component. So it's, it's again about personality um, and um, with having a, um, a right synergy in the board committee, then then you are able to resolve a lot of issues. Okay, and maybe as we come to a close, but what would be, from your perspective, uh, a successful board? How how do you define define a successful board? Okay, bottom line is the board needs to know what's uh, governance corporate governance essentially a lot of board members do not know what's corporate governance so when they do not know what's corporate governance then that's when they they cross the line and go to management now your ability to understand what's corporate governance then you're able to know what's your roles and responsibility understanding that is fundamental okay? and how would they understand that uh, do they go for training or do they uh, how, how lots they... of non-profit organizations yeah. um, um, do have handbooks, uh, manuals that actually uh, clearly defines the role of the board of members. But I guess many individuals, where they, they take on the role, they are they may not have gone through that, so they do not understand the real thrust of their job. So I think periodically uh, there should be uh, refresher uh, programs or courses uh, for these individuals to to let them know that these are their their duties. And it's very important because you have been elected to that uh, for that position, and within that three-year tenure or you know six years, you are required because people has entrusted you. So um, your inability to actually um, demonstrate that will actually um, reflect on a lot of people. Okay. Well, that, thank you very much, uh, Kamal, for your insights. Yeah, and it's been very refreshing to hear your perspective. Somebody has been in it. You know, uh, really appreciate. It. Thanks, thank you thank so much, Sudhir. Uh, so, with that, thank you, everyone. Uh, if those of you are willing to listen to this podcast, please tune into www.ifirstinternational.com. Uh, you can get many any other podcasts that are relevant to your own topic of interest. Thank you. Bye.